Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. It's Gabrielle Boucher again, and today on Up Next, we are talking with Kara Aubrey Nelson. Kara is the founder of an organization called Gen Live, and they are in existence to empower a new generation to experience Jesus in a really authentic way through arts, through entertainment, through music. And it's really a beautiful thing. Kara Aubrey, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be on on uh, the program with you up next. What's next? You are right? next, and we are so stoked to talk to you about your journey of what it's like to start an organization. Now, before we went on air, we're talking a little bit about your background. Now, I've known you for uh, a number of months. We were able to meet here in Washington, D.C., which is where I live, at the, the prayer breakfast a few yeah. months ago, and we just had this instant connection of like, wow, you're doing really cool stuff, and I want to learn more about what you're doing, which we'll talk about Gen Live. But first I want to back up a few years and talk about your history and how you got here. Uh, you had an entire career in the recording industry and you, you know, are very well known for your for your music career. And now you've really transitioned into something that's incredibly unique and really creating almost a new genre of ministry. Tell us about it. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, backing up, rewinding, uh, a few years. I started out writing music as um, and, and performing and singing as a way to have a voice for my generation. And by that, I mean not having necessarily a singing voice, even though I love, I love to sing and play music, but uh, a voice to uh, carry a message, a catalyst that would be powerful enough to, to get a message across in a generation that's hard to reach. And um, I started with that passion in mind when I was um, a young teen. And through that, it really carried me on to where I am to now with Gen Live. And looking back then, even though it was pursuing more of an artistic, uh, artist-centered career, uh, it really put me on the map of where I am today. And uh, just taking a little rewind there, um, I started working with... Uh, locally here in Southern California, and then soon moved to uh, working in Nashville uh, with some uh, producers, and uh, got a, I got an opportunity to be get in front of some publishers at the time and, and really encouraged me to step up my game and, and, and to be all I could be as an artist. And so back then, I started working with a Christian producer, and I will never forget what he had me do in the beginning, which literally brings me to today. And that is, he asked me to write my personal mission statement of why I'm doing what I'm doing in life and where I'm headed. And that that would not only um, help me to write songs uh, from who I, who I am, but also to just in the choices that I would make in my career and in my life. And it took me literally about two weeks to write this mission statement. And the mission statement is to challenge my generation to live beyond the surface by digging deeper than the platforms of our culture. And that back then in those formative young years of my life really helped me to define who I was as an artist and as a person and has really put me on the path of where so I am today. So walk us through that 
journey of writing your own mission statement. By the way, I got chills when you said it. That was, uh, it's so powerful because so many people don't know their mission statement, their their purpose even. And uh, myself, I work a lot with young entrepreneurs as they're starting companies. And I work a lot with uh, with young people who are kind of deciding what they're going to do with their life. And this this exercise of practicing how to write out your personal mission statement is one of the things that we do. So I got this huge smile on my face because that changed my life in my early 20s, realizing what my personal mission statement was. But how did you find out how to write yours? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was kind of trial and error because I never intended to get into, I literally was a music producer who, who asked me to do it. And I never intended to step into a studio and write a mission statement. I was stepping in to write songs. <laughs> so, um, but he just really encouraged me to do that. And so it was just pretty much through trial and error. He said, just make, choose your words, choose every word and make every word count. And so it really did. And for me to challenge is, is just to really um, come alongside a generation and saying it, it, we're together in this. And as far as challenging a generation to live beyond the surface, what is the certain, what is the surface? Um, and challenging them to live beyond the surface, digging deeper than the platforms of our culture. So we have to identify what those platforms are, and then we can figure out how to dig beneath those. And so it was really, um, it was a lot of just free writing. And, you know, why am I, why am I writing music? Why am I going down this path of wanting a voice for my generation? And, um, kind of brainstorming through that and just some, some time to think about that. Um, and him helping me with figuring all that out. It, it sort of, it came out. I can't tell you exact method, how that happened or <laughs> how I did it. It just does one of those things. You just kept pushing, pushing, pushing until, until it came. And sometimes you just have to dig deep and hard to find a gem somewhere. And, um, and that's really what, how that came about along the way. Right. It's so easy to say, well, you know, it's no. not really working. And, uh, oh, you know, it's not really that important anyway. Right. I'll figure it out later. That That's the worst word you can ever use right. later. It'll come later. It'll happen later. I'll do it right. later. But then later never comes. And then you're still yeah. left with this feeling of, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And we all have those days, right? Those days that we feel totally on. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I could do this the rest of my life. And uh, getting to those places where we feel fully on all the time is really, you know, the ideal. And that's also, too, you know, what God has for us as well. So walk us through this process. So you're a recording artist in Nashville. You write this mission statement. It changes your life because you then realize, wow, what am I really doing? Then what happens? Right. So I ended up um, writing an album and recording that album in Nashville and actually finishing some of that in Los Angeles as well. And I'm from Southern California, so uh, L.A. is a lot closer than Nashville. So even though I I love being in Music City, um, I ended up moving that project out to L.A. and continuing to work with that producer. And uh, we um, started on the trek of touring and getting the message out. So not only getting it recorded, but getting it live, getting it in front of people. And that was a whole new season of, of seeing these stories come to life and seeing how people looking into their eyes and, and seeing how it interacts with them. And, um, also having this dialogue, this conversation with, uh, people online, 
Um, we had some, some radio play in other countries as well. And so getting an opportunity to connect with them and, and to hear how the songs impact their lives and sort of using the mission statement as an evaluation tool to say, okay, did this really, did this really impact? Did this really do what, what we were intending to do? And, uh, and using that sort of as a measuring stick was really cool. So I ended up going a touring, traveling, um, a lot of campuses, high school campuses, college campuses, theaters, clubs, uh, you name it, uh, city, city, uh, outdoor type events and, uh, getting a chance to really connect with people. And I think that is where God really shaped my heart and my, uh, future is when I got a chance to connect with those people on that level and connecting with people is, um, there's no greater thing than just to hear a story from somebody, the testimony of somebody or uh, what somebody's going through and being able to process that in the midst of your own career. Because so many times you can get so caught up in, you know, how do I look or is it sound cool enough or, you know, am I, am I doing well with, with uh, fans, that sort of thing. But getting a chance to get one-on-one with people and realize that, that life is, uh, every day is so valuable and every interaction that we have is so valuable and, um, and I think that's really what defined where I am today. And what's interesting is that Untamed, um, which I know we'll get to here in a bit, Untamed is a song I wrote in Nashville back in 2007. And it's a song about a generation challenging a generation to truly be free and alive and who, and who we are in Christ. And, um, it's a song that never went on radio. Others did, but this one did not. It was a song that was, uh, somewhat kind of, I guess, um, under the radar, but we just, but I would play it live and I would give the story, uh, at campuses and, uh, venues. And whenever I would give the story about why I wrote the song and what the song means, and then I'd play it, I could just tell there was such a difference in the audience. And it's as if something just shifted. And something was very, very special about that song. And uh, I still remember where I was out for a walk one day when the Lord spoke to me and says, this is more than a song. This is about a movement. I want you to start a millennial untamed movement. And I, I still can remember exactly where I was and have no idea why the Lord spoke that to me. It was completely out of left field. And, uh, and it took me years and years to figure out what exactly that meant. It's incredible. It's incredible to have a journey that didn't happen overnight and uh, being okay with the process that back in 2007, you wrote a song that just came out of you. And then, you know, fast forward a number of years later, you're seeing the fulfillment of that song and of that dream, so to speak, really, really come to fruition. So you started Gen Live and you're, you're based in Southern California now. So share with us a little bit about your organization, how it came about, and who you're impacting. So we're impacting young adult millennials, specifically between the, the ages of 18 to 35. Um, and we also have high schoolers that love to, to um, kind of get in on the action as well. So that's who we're really speaking to. Gen Live is, is short for Generation Live, as in live now, living full on out. And um, in the organization, it's a nonprofit, and it was it was founded to produce untamed concert style and rock opera events primarily. And, uh, it's an organization that started about, Oh, about two years ago. Um, and with a passion to 
pretty much what my mission statement is, to challenge that generation to live beyond the surface and to really find a purpose-driven future for our lives. And uh, Gen Live hosts these untamed events that bring young adults together in community and challenge them to really examine their, their lives, see where our generation's at, and take the action step toward being involved in community and really choosing between um, our desires and his destiny. And that's really why we do So this idea of a rock opera, when you first explained this to me, I was like, I have never heard of this before. But it's so cool, <laughs> right? It's so cool. It's this, and I've, you know, I haven't been to any of your events, but I've seen your YouTube and I've seen, you know, your your trailers on your website, which are so awesome. But it's such a cool interactive experience. I mean, there's really no other way around it. And I think that's what's so powerful is you found uh, a tool to be able to communicate to a generation that's looking for an experience. And they're not really looking for someone yes. telling them that they're right or that they're wrong or, you know, that they have all these issues. They just want someone to give them an experience where they can feel uh, like they're, th- that they can be seen, right? like inside and out. And I think that that is really what is so powerful about what you and your organization are doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's very experience-oriented, very kind of hypersensitive, um, sensory type of an ex- experience that they get to they get to come in and check out. The idea of the rock opera, it's a story-driven live action drama. So it's expressed through music, concert style, uh, drama, dance, and uh, multimedia. And it's the story of a generation, specifically uh, of a young man, a young millennial, and his search for significance. And it's an epic clash between his desires um, and the destiny that God has for him. And so when, when somebody comes to the event, they're coming with the idea of, this is a story of our generation and where we're at. And because we really want to get to the level and see, again, going back to what are the platforms of our culture, as was in my mission statement, what, where are we at as a culture? What are we listening to in the music? What are we thinking about? Uh, what's, what's hot on, on topic? And really taking those kinds of cultural platforms and creating this narrative of where we are as a generation and showing the path if we take a certain way, if we fully follow our own desires, where does that lead us? And it shows the story of this young man, and he makes one decision after another. And those decisions, um, and as he's searching for significance, start to frustrate him and start to get him in a place where he is um, becoming confused. And it's literally a, uh, a chaos sort of situation and anger breaks out, violence breaks out. We see that happening in our culture today. Uh, these things just don't happen overnight. How do we get here? How did we get here as a nation, as, as a culture? And this is the story of that. It starts off with just a happy-go-lucky guy wanting to pursue his own desires, and he ends up in a cage of his own demise. And at that point, he realizes what has happened, that he's been deceived, that he's been trapped, and that he realizes that there's really only one way out, and that's Jesus. And so the whole drama comes back to the point of him coming to the realization of what has happened in his life and how he needs, um, he needs a hero. He needs somebody to get him out of this cage. Uh, literally we do have a cage on the stage and, um, 
and it shows how he dramatically gets out of that. But be, but in order to do that, Jesus has to be sacrificed. And it uh, it's a modern day version of the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus um, through gun violence, which is what, a lot of what we see today. And um, and it, it he becomes fully aware of who he is. And he goes from a place of captivity into freedom. And that's ultimately, ultimately what we mean by the word untamed is captivity into this his generation freedom. is facing such strong temptations and such strong challenges that I think other generations in the past haven't yeah. necessarily had to deal with. I mean, we have our own unique struggles. I mean, specifically with just the inundation of technology everywhere. And we just look at, you know, Pokemon Go, for for example, which is now creating almost this zombie generation where we're not actually experiencing person-to-person interaction. Everything is through our phone or a tablet. And so how have you found through your work with not only Untamed, but with GenLive in general, have you been able to penetrate through that noise and make a real impact? So at this last rock opera, um, we had, we did a rock opera in April this last year. There's about 1,800 young adults um, mostly that attended the event. And uh, a, a large number of those people came forward and said, okay, I, I get the story. I, I want to know more. In fact, I, I have to just share the story of this one young girl that uh, um, we'd been praying for, the cast had been praying for, was a friend of a cast member, and she was she was not a follower of Jesus, um, but she did come to the rock opera because she was interested in the experience of it. And so she came to the rock opera um, with eyes wide open, and, and her eyes really did become wide open. And she come, came backstage literally at the downbeat of the last song. And she found me and she says, okay, Kara, I, I, I think I get it now. I think I get it now. I, I want to be free. I want to be alive. I want to be untamed. And I want to know Jesus. And I was able to connect with her right then and there and lead her um, to him. And it was just such a great experience. And there was many more like that of seeing young adults literally drop to their knees in a public park and cry out to the hero, the only one that can save us in this time and in this generation. And, um, and that's really what happened. And then beyond that, we encourage them, uh, to get involved in a group, um, either a small group or a, um, church in the area, faith-based community in the area. And so we had pastors and leaders from all over the area that were there to talk and connect with them and, and help people get on the next step because gate, uh, Untamed is, is really a gateway event. It's really an outreach event that helps people get to that next level. It bridges the gap between um, where we are and our generation and culture and where God has us. And that's really what Untamed it is about. We need more and more of those moments where we are stopped in our tracks, where our status quo is interrupted, and where we're asked the really big questions because it's so easy to think, oh, everything's yes. going to be okay when everything's okay. And then as soon as everything isn't okay, it really yes. makes us stop and question our safety, security, more than anything, our salvation. Absolutely. And also one thing that has been really exciting to me as well with, uh, with Gen Live and the Untamed Rock Operas is kind of a secondary mission. And that is this millennial movement that millennials are really in the area here uh, where we do the rock opera. Uh, they're really stepping up to the plate and saying, I want some way to reach out to my generation. And this gives me the opportunity to do that, whether that be on stage as an actor or a dancer or a singer, 
or working on the production itself or being out in the creating the experience in the field um, as people uh, are engaging in in the mission of it all or um, reaching out online and inviting people and making those connections. There's so many ways that millennials have been able to get involved in the mission of it. And one thing I'm really passionate about is to step back and to, and to give other people opportunities to use their gifts and talents to reach their own generation because I think it's so important that millennials reach out to millennials themselves. And uh, one thing that really struck me also in this whole process is that there are so many pastors and church staff leaders that when I get a chance to talk with them one-on-one saying, you know, I have a millennial that grew up in the church, or I have a millennial friend that, that used to, to engage who knows about Jesus, but has no interest in following him now that they have grown up out of Sunday school. How in the world can we reach a generation? Can you help us reconnect with them? Because we've tried everything and we can't seem to get through. And this is a great opportunity in a way for um, young adults to invite their young adult friends to an experience, to something that is um, interesting to them culturally and artistically, and uh, gives them the opportunity to reach out in that way too. And so, um, so that's, that's a huge plus. Also being where we're located, it's, um, we're close to one of the largest music festivals in the nation now, Coachella Fest. And so um, there's a huge synergy that has come from that and the arts culture that has developed in Southern California because of that here too. Um, so that's yeah, been kind of cool. The concept of Coachella yeah. has always been really fascinating to me that this generation in which we love technology and seem to replace a lot of personal interaction with it will still spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to something like Coachella to then you know, <laughs> camp out and have this crazy in-person live experience because we want to have something that's that's right. personal. We want to we want to touch and feel and be a part of something. And so those who think that live events are are dead, it's just the opposite. But we're looking for authenticity, we're looking for connection. Right. And more than anything, we're looking for community as well. Yeah, so we have reached absolutely. our time here, but I ask all of my guests the same question, and it's this. Uh, Kara, if the 12-year-old version of you were to meet you today and see what you're doing and see the impact that you're having, what would you think about what you do? That is such an interesting question. Um, what would I think about what I do? I, I think I would be shocked about the ability for community come to come together and and really be able to make an impact. And we talk about it, but to see it in action. Um, but I think the twelve year old me would um, I would love to be able to go back and, and and sort of tell myself trust in God and believe that He's got something greater. And and we can easily hear that. But when we go back and we review exactly what He's done, I think that's so powerful and important. And I remember. A friend told me a few years ago, he said, be sure to journal the highlights in your life and even the lowlights so that you can, you can go back later on and reflect of what God has really done through you. Sometimes we forget these moments, these, um, these awesome moments that God puts in our life. And I started doing that. And I, I went back recently and I was looking over even the last couple of years and I just tears came to my eyes just to think that God has been so gracious and so loving and so faithful in all that he has done, uh, even in the difficult times. He has brought such great um, harvest 
to what he has done, not necessarily what we have, what we have thought, but what he is doing and what he has done. And I think the idea of going back and reviewing is so important to remember. Stories are so important. Testimonies are so important. And going back and reviewing uh, all of that is a, uh, is a catalyst. So powerful. For the this idea of journaling and making sure that you pay attention and that you're present in your life because it's the only one that you have, but also too, to use your own life as a tutorial to help others overcome challenges that you've also overcome as well. So Kara, Aubrey, thank you so much for joining us here on the Up Next community. I just want to recognize you for, for your immense faith and your ability to to communicate your faith in a way that really is is real and it's not something that's clouded by, by religion, but it's just amplified by your personal testimony. And I'm just so encouraged and so excited to see what the future has for you, for Untamed and for Gen Live as well. Thank you. It's great to be on up next.